Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is up, everyone? We're back for episode 74 of Deep Dried Pod. Uh, and this is the finale, kind of, in terms of the season. You know, we waited 162 games and a bunch of postseason games, you know, going through the offseason, going through everything that uh, has kind of uh, gone on throughout the season, a very eventful season, big deadline, you know, a lot of uh, big time upsets, all that stuff has culminated into another Astros versus NL East team that had no business being there at the beginning of the postseason uh, matchup for the third time uh, since 2019. I, I mean, I think we all picked the Astros except for Jack to get to this point, though. I think Jack would tell you he would have picked the Astros if he wasn't just picking the Yankees all the way. Um, yeah, I mean, if he didn't just pick the Yankees because he wanted them to win and wanted yeah. to be right and overreacted to a couple games at the end of the year. Yeah. And, you know, looking at I guess we'll talk about that series first, because that one, I think, is the one that the, like I think that Padres Philly series needs a little more talking about because that's one that, you know, I think there's a lot more going on there with this Astros Yankees series. I mean, we talked about it coming into this. Their pitching was elite. Um, I said I didn't think the Astros lineup was their biggest strength i thought it was their pitching and i don't want to say i mean i think i was kind of validated on that point i don't think the astros necessarily bludgeoned the yankees with you know eight runs eight runs eight runs eight runs but they shut the yankees bats down the yankees looked horrific at the plate they struck out 36 percent of the time in the alcs they only walked i think like five or six percent of the time they couldn't hit the ball hard and when they did it was right at someone they looked terrible um it was a very embarrassing showing some of the games are close but in terms of the offense, you had no confidence the Yankees could do anything at the plate. Um, they made costly errors in game four. They just looked like the worst team. The Astros are just this very well-oiled machine, and they swept their way through the American League, which is just utterly impressive considering they faced a Mariners team that I would consider the second or third best team, and the Yankees team that I would consider the second or third best team in the American League. They didn't face anyone who was you know, no Tampa Bay Rays team, no Cleveland Guardians, no Toronto team that has no bullpen. They faced the two best teams in the American League and beat the ever loving shit out of them. I mean, they went seven and oh, and there's really nothing you can do and argue against that. And even this Yankees series, like these games are close if you look at the scores four, two, three, two, six, five, five, zero. But you look at those scores, these games were not that close. Like it's a one run game, but for example, game two, that's a one run game, but I don't think there was ever a doubt there that the Ashes were gonna end up winning that series. Um, even one run game, two run game, one run game at the end, game four. Like once the Astros took that lead, it felt like the Yankees were dead. And I don't know if that's um, just because like it's a 3-0 series or it's just because the Yankees at bats were completely silent the whole series. Even, even in game four, when they scored five runs, they were early and then they got shut down at the end. Um, McCullers, even that had a pretty decent start. I just think like they were completely outclassed and there's really nothing that the Yankees could do about that. Yeah, the Astros pitching staff is, I mean, they've constructed this elite unit. I mean, remember when in 2018, you know, the big thing was they had Verlander, Cole, Keuchel, Morton, and McCullers. And, you know, what, three of those five guys are no longer with this team. McCullers was not with this team for the majority of the season. And this team is so much better pitching-wise. I would argue I mean, they're a better pitching, pitching development. Team. I think it goes overlooked. Like we always talk about the guardians and the rays and teams like that and how well they develop pitching, but the Astros are right up there with them. They've got these young, these young arms, Garcia or Um, And then obviously Valdez and Javier, where it's just like, they have so many arms that can give you. And then even Hunter Brown, like 
that might be seven starters that I'm more confident in than the Yankees four starter um, for the Astros. And I know part of that is due to injuries, like Frankie Montas missed the series. Um, Like he didn't miss the series, but he couldn't pitch, you know, like a start. He just came in in relief and didn't look great at all. Um, But, you know, outside of Severino and Cole, like it just wasn't, you know, Cortez had had his moments, but, um, you know, this pitching staff just wasn't, deep enough to get to get it done yeah and I you know as you mentioned you're looking for next year and, and we'll obviously talk about this in later episodes you know if we're going to be projecting how different teams are going to do you know I'm not going to tell you there's a noticeable gap between what Christian Javier provides to the Astros and what you know Nestor Cortez provides for the Yankees right um not so this isn't a diss on Cortez but you know I mean, they had similar innings pitched. The run prevention is similar. The peripherals are a little bit better for Javier. The stuff is probably a little bit, not a little bit, definitely better for Javier. Um, you know, this is just a very well-oiled machine. This is a team that, as you mentioned, I don't think they should be put up there just with the raising. I think they deserve to be ahead of them in the sense that the Rays had plenty of years to be god-awful and kind of build themselves up to this point. The same way the Astros did, but the difference is the Astros have developed these guys while also, you know, continuing to win the American League. And the Rays have an issue where, you know, a lot of the time you'll see that they run their pitching into the ground injury-wise. Cleveland, they don't get enough guys to swing and miss, get swings and misses. We saw this with Quantrill and Savali, where Quantrill was reliable all year. Then come the postseason, the Yankees got to him. Uh, and Savali got smoked in this postseason start. You know, the Guardians and Rays are great developing at developing pitching. But if I look at what team is going to give me the best results, what team is going to give me a healthy staff in, you know, the, in October when it matters the most... I'm picking the, the Astros, right? You know, uh, as you mentioned, Hunter Brown. Hunter Brown throws a 93-mile-per-hour slider, right? Um, people are going to say it's a cutter. It has never been reclassified. It has the movement profile of a slider. It is a slider. It's slider. Yeah. And he throws it at 93, 94. He throws a 99, 100-mile-per-hour fastball triple. He gets digits. ground balls, too. He gets ground, ground ball balls. Like he's, he's, I would say, probably next year, one of, you know, the candidates to win the rookie of the year. I, I would go as far as to say that, you know, Hunter Brown within the next two or three years is going to probably be a consensus top 30 pitcher on a per rate basis. Um, you know, he might, he might be in Cy Young contention within two and three years. Right. You know, we look at, and, and then this is mentioning the fact that, you know, Vern Landers probably should win the Cy Young and Framber Valdez. And he will. A, yeah. And in the year where Framber Valdez, and in a year where Verlander isn't having that crazy ERA with, you know, great volume, Framber Valdez is definitely in the conversation, probably gets more I mean, votes, maybe make- ends up with it. You can make the argument that those are the two best Zion candidates in the American League are both those two Astros pitchers. Right. Um, and obviously, Cease and, you know, Cease had a great year and so did McClanahan, but, and obviously Otani. So those are probably the top five. But Valdez, what he did this year is spectacular, like just pure numbers. Um, the ground ball numbers, the consistency is crazy. Like he didn't, I, he didn't have a blow up start. You know, you talk about um, those the guys who have like, you know, the occasional blow up start that you're worried about, but like, well, that just doesn't have blow ups. They don't happen. Yeah. And you know, McCullers, you know, he's the guy who has a career three, four, eight ERA, three, three, five fit finish year with a three, four, nine fit and a two, two, seven ERA. Obviously the ERA is not going to stay at sub two, three, but we're talking about a guy who's a low three ERAs pitcher, a great ground ball guy. Um, you know, that's right there in Verlander, ha- uh, Javier Brown, Valdez, McCullers, I didn't put that in order, but you get what I'm, you get my point here. Right. Those are right there, five guys who I would consider, you know, if everyone's guaranteed to have, you know, the same amount of volume or similar volume, those guys will finish top 30 
uh, in wins above replacement for pitchers. That's how talented they are. And that's not mentioning Luis Garcia, who's probably a five or a four on a lot of playoff teams, not a lot of teams, a lot of playoff teams. I don't think I'm really exaggerating here. Six. Yeah, he's not in the rotation if Brown is in the rotation. That's how loaded this team, and they've retained And, and I know that they're obviously going to, if it came down to it, and it might, they will probably rather use um, Garcia than Brown. Especially yeah, right given, now, of course. Um, what's going on? Just because he's got that experience. He's so much older. Um, and, you know, it's only his second or third year. Like, because he was a rookie of the year candidate last year, right? So second year. Could be wrong. Could be uh, he pitched in 2020 for a little bit, pitched in but the postseason. La- I think last, last year was his first, first full season. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. But Brown just came up like in September of this year, right? Mm-hmm. I mean. No, I trust like, Garcia more right now. I would still trust Garcia more. And, you know, like we're talking about the Astros and their pitching development. Like Justin Verlander is not going to be here for very long. Like, I mean, he's what? He's 40 years old. Uh, maybe 39. 39. Uh, he's going to yeah. be 40 next year. So that's... I get that he's won both Cy Youngs in the last two years he's pitched. Um, assuming he wins this year, which I'm sure he will. I I can't imagine anyone else will win it. Um, I would I, – I don't know how many years left he has on his arm, but it doesn't matter. Like, he's gone, you just replace him. Like, you, yeah. have, you have a guy who throws just like him in Hunter Brown. As, as far as, like, you know, pitch data goes, like, I was reading that theirs is very similar. Let me just list off the ages of Javier McCullers, Garcia, and Framber Valdez, and Hunter Brown. Like uh, unless I mentioned Brown. Brown is 24, McCullers is 29, Javier is 25, 25 Framber is 28. Uh, and so that's four guys right there. Uh, one, two, three, four. Oh, I didn't mention. Did I mention Garcia? Garcia is twenty five, turning twenty six next yeah, year. Yeah, so in, they're all in their mid to right late twenties. Yeah, that's five guys right there that are going to be under thirty at the start of next season. So, and if that's your five in your rotation, that's going to be a top five rotation in all of baseball. That's if they don't get Verlander, and if they don't get Verlander, what's stopping this team from going out and signing someone? You know, I know that this team hasn't been someone a team that goes out and gives like seven, eight year deals to guys that you know aren't Bregman or Altuve. Uh, but yeah, they I mean, only give their guys they they only give their own guys long deals. It seems yeah. Like. Yeah, but um, wait, they're not huge free agent spenders. And that's, you know, they'll, they'll spend money here and there. They're not a cheap team by any means. They always have a payroll up there with, you know, some of the yeah. some of the biggest ones in the MLB. But they're, um, you know, they, they their guys are signed long-term. Alvarez is signed long-term, Altuve, Bregman. Um, it's only a matter of time before uh, Tucker is, I'm sure he'll be signed uh to a long-term deal and then Pena um at some point but he's a rookie they've got so much time with him even six years if they let him go um at the end of his rookie deal but I just can't imagine any way that like Houston's made the world what made the world series now four times in the last six years and they made the ALCS yeah. six years in a row and they're not even close to done it's not like it's not like they're falling apart in any in any shape or yeah um in any I way like that. 2021 or 2020 was the years where you might have been like, you know, no Cole, Correa may be gone after this year. Uh, Springer's gone. You start, Verlander was hurt. And, and you like, start maybe, thinking like, oh, maybe this is the yeah. last time. This is their last run, right? Like they it's need, not. it's never, it's, it's never turned into that. Like they've replaced those guys so easily. And it's, 
it's actually incredible to me how easily they replace like Cole is a top top three, top four pitcher in the league. And obviously that's irreplaceable to a certain extent. Like you're not just gonna plug and play another guy and he'll be the top, you know, top five pitcher in the league. But Framer Valdez has been he's been close. He's, <laughs> he's been, been as close. close as it gets. And, you know, um, on top of all this, they draft very well. Like Drew Gilbert, they just drafted him. He's probably going to be an impact player within the next three to four years uh, at the major league level. And they're a team that is consistently drafting towards the back end of the draft. They do very well in the international market, free agency uh, market. You know, this is just a very, this is the ideal organization. You know, when we're not, obviously you could say, well, they should spend more or whatever. But in terms of player development, acquiring players, you know, they are the absolute best at what they do. Uh, right. And it's and crazy because they, they compare, lost Moonhow. They lost Moonhow. They lost, you know, right. they lost like, their GM. They lost right. their manager in the middle of this run. And they're still here. You look at um, Jeremy Pena was drafted in 2018, the year after they won the World Series. They have, you know, the best team in baseball, theoretically, after winning the World Series. And then they add another guy. They they draft him. They're great at drafting, obviously. He's a third round pick. And here he is, ALCS MVP postseason. Like, he's turning into a postseason legend really quickly um, yeah. right now. Like he had obviously ALCF's MVP against the Yankees hit that huge homer in game three of the ALDS. Like he is just hitting clutch hit after clutch hit for this team. Even if he just had, you know, a one Oh two WRC was in the regular season, which is nothing to look down on, especially as a rookie. Um, having a three and a half win season as a rookie is very like impressive in, in its own right. And then here he is in the playoffs you know, he's completely unfazed by this. He's, um, you know, going into Yankee Stadium and going four for six in game four, I think. Um, no, two for four. What was the game that he had? A huge game. It I, it might have been game one or it might have, because I know he had a home run in that game off Montas, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think he had the wrong game. Uh, anyways. But he had a great I'm, series. It's all that matters. He had, he had a great series. He had a home run in game four. In the in the clinching game, he hit the, the three run homer in the third inning. Cortez, yeah, they hit him off Cortez. I remember that. Yes, yeah, the third the three run homer to tie the game. You know when it seems like the Yankees might get a game here, they're up two nothing in the first three, nothing in the second, and then here top third, um, Pena just comes up and just. I mean that was a moonshot. Yeah, like it may not have had the distance, but it was. No, that was a it was a no doubter. You knew yeah, like absolute no doubter. The only question was whether it would stay fair or not. Everything else, if it was if it was guaranteed, if you could guarantee the second left the bat to be fair, everyone would have been like, oh, it's gone. It was right. the only and it's yeah. and then and then he had another big hit that game. I think um, later him. in the game, right? Yeah, he he murdered. He was he was incredible. And as you mentioned, a three and a half it, war player. Didn't he didn't he score the winning run too? I think on that Alvarez single. Or Alvarez singled, and then I think Bregman hit as well. Um, I think Bregman knocked him in. So we scored the winning run and hit the three run homer. Like just a great all around series from Pena, a rookie. Twenty? How old is he? Twenty four. He's twenty five. He just twenty five. Just, just twenty five. Yeah. I mean, like, there's really not much you can say about this other than the fact that like Houston, just they're they're a machine. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess, you know, and then you hear the Yankees I mean, from their perspective, it's kind of simple. You got bitched by the Astros again. You know, I feel like we walk into every season and it's, can the Yankees beat the Astros? The answer has been no for half a decade now. This um, feels, and maybe it's because of Aaron Judge leaving, but it really does feel like 
a failed era for the Yankees. Oh, absolutely. Um, since, since 2017, you know, everyone uh, was like, oh, you know, like they weren't supposed to be there. They weren't great in 2016. And then they weren't expected to be very good in 2017 either. But then they came out and made it all the way to game seven of the ALCS. And, you know, it looked like, like there was a lot of hope around the franchise. But then, you know, here we are six years later and they never got past that. They didn't make it back to game seven of the ALCS. And, you yeah. know, part of that is like you run into a bad team, you know, like it's like the 90s, um, the 90s Knicks, for example, just running into Jordan every year. Um or the eighties bulls running into the, to the Pistons every year. Like there's really nothing you can do about that. Just these teams are better than you, but um, it doesn't ever feel like they're going to be able to break it, like beat Houston. Yeah. And at you least know, the way they're currently built. One thing I'll make as a big difference is nineties and eighties basketball or basketball in general, the NBA in general is a lot different in terms of uh, parity compared to the ML compared to major league baseball, the Yankees had multiple opportunities, um, to go out and be better, right? They could have signed Correa. They wanted Verland. They could have signed him. Uh, they could have traded for Verland and decide not and to, it's interesting, to like, tax it. If, if the Yankees signed Verlander before the season, I like how, how different is it? Like is Houston still in the, in the world series? Maybe probably, but maybe. Yeah. No, I, I still think they are. I guess my point more so is like this team could have gone out and been the, like been better. They could have been like, yes, if you know what, you can't catch up. If you feel like you can't catch up to the Astros and player development, all that stuff right now, you know what you can do? You can outspend the shit out of them, right? You, that's oh, what yeah, you you're the do. Yankees, like, right. That, that should Yankees. be what you're leaning on. Yeah. And even if it's, you know, not going to get you as much like praise from certain people, um, it doesn't matter. Win, win games and it doesn't matter. Like, you so, spend as much money as you want. If you win games, you're going to, like, no one can talk to you, right? Right. Um, look at Harper. You, they passed on Harper. They flat out said, we have too many outfielders. We Harper's not a fit. And Bryce Harper just, I, I don't mean to say that baseball is a, not a team sport, but that man single-handedly put the Phillies on his back and took him to a world series like that. Him he, and Wheeler. Yeah. But like on the offense side of the ball, Harper without Bryce Harper, the Phillies are, are dead. fucking laughing stock. They're, they, they're the laughing stock. They're not for a, a playoff team. Right. And here they are in the, in the world series. Like, the Phillies don't make the playoffs without Bryce Harper. And the Yankees could have had him. And there's a quote, there's a quote that's going that's out there back in 2018 that will be out there and will haunt this 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 organization for a while. We have too many outfielders, and they starts list, you know, they start lifting off listing off guys. Brett Gardner, retired on basically. Aaron Hicks, useless at this point. Jacoby Ellsbury, he never wore a Yankee uniform after 2017. Clint Frazier, a castaway. You know, that's four guys right there. The Yankees you used as reasons publicly to not, not sign Bryce to Harper. sign a two-time MVP. Right. And people can say, well, that's, you know, that's, they're just saying it because, you know, that that's their reason because they don't want to say we can't afford Harper. Well, you don't have to say anything, right? You don't have to say anything, right? Just say nothing. Like every right. other team that missed out on Harper did. The White Sox didn't say, well, we have too many outfielders. We have like, who was, was like, was, was Abisayo Garcia with them back in 2018? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't but know. My, my point is, you know, you know, it's enough is enough with, uh, with, uh, I feel like if we look at the Yankees and the Astros, Altuve, you know, Tucker, Alvarez, Bregman, Pena, those are cold blooded killers. You know what I mean? Those are guys that you look at in the postseason. You are like, yeah, like it doesn't matter who surrounds them. Those are guys I'm always going to be scared of. Those are guys who are going to at least once kill you in a series. 
I know Aaron Judge struggled, but I would look at Aaron Judge as someone that I would trust, you know, to do something for me. And I understand yeah, like, I can't blame the Yankees for him not doing It's the same way well. with, with the Yankees. Like, you look down this lineup, just compare it to the Astros. Like, especially with their playoff resume, he's like, Altuve had a bad postseason Yeah, he so was far. useless. He's, I mean, I don't – he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything, and they're fine, right? Like, you look at Judge, he did nothing. They're fucked. Yeah. Like, you, you're completely relied on one player – Whereas, like, Houston, it doesn't matter. Like, Alvarez could have a bad series, and Houston would be fine because they have six other guys surrounding him, especially in the playoffs with Gurriel does in the playoffs. I don't know how. He's got to be cheating or some shit. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Alvarez didn't go yard in this series against the Yankees, right? I don't I, think he hit a home run. I think he didn't. I, I remember Severino's pitching. He strikes out Alvarez. It's two outs. You're like, holy shit, Severino's going to get out this jam. And it's Alex Bregman next. Alex Bregman hits a three-run home run. That's the deciding factor in game two. You know what I mean? Like, dude. Oh, yeah. And then and then the Yankees, all those excuses from yeah, Boone. From, bullshit. Uh, who's the catcher? Trevino? Higashioka. It no, it was Higashioka. I know, Higashioka. And from Severino. Yeah. Oh, like, you know, he hit it 90 miles per hour. How am I supposed to stop him? Fucking he had it 400 feet. Don't throw don't... a fucking fastball one and two. Throw a fucking slider, bro. Throw a, like, throw, like, I just want to understand the thought process of throwing an up and in right, a fastball to a guy who loves pulling fly balls and has the shortest left field in, in like, in I've ever sport. seen in my fucking life. Like, this dude, these guys, this fucking roster, like, you can't be this stupid in the postseason, right? The Astros are not a stupid team. The Yankees feel like they're playing, and there's just this lack of IQ that the Astros fucking have, or this lack of talent, or this lack of whatever it may be. And I don't mean to sit here and just rag on my team, you know, but ultimately, everyone came into this series knowing the Astros would have an advantage. The Astros were the better team. The Astros were this. The Astros were that. And they showed it. They, they beat the Yankees. They did exactly what everyone thought they would do. Look, I... I, there's a million worse situations like you could be in if you're the Yankees. You could be the Nationals. You could be the Rockies. You could be, you know, the fucking White Sox. You could be the Royals. You could be a lot of other teams. But you're the Yankees. You have the biggest financial advantage, arguably, in the sport. Outside of Steve Cohen. The yeah, Steve Cohen. Or, or the Do- no, not, would you say the Dodgers and the Yankees are on a similar level in terms of financial things? Yeah, but you said advantage. Spend? I don't think they have an advantage over the Dodgers right, I, I guess, financially. Like, um, the Dodgers will spend. They yeah. spend. They're gonna, might, they might sign Judge. I wouldn't be surprised. I guess my point more is you're on that upper echelon of those three teams, right? How in God's name is it possible for you to con- to face the same team in the postseason over and over and over again? And the different and guys. And never win. What is it? Is it four times now that they've, they've lost four times? Yeah. And 15, 17, 19, 22. They are, if I'm not mistaken, let me see, three, two. They've won six postseason games and they've lost uh, 13. They've, they're 6-13 and 13 against the Ashton in the postseason since 2015. That's disgusting. That's awful. You know, it took you – It's we're, we're in year, what, seven? It's, hey, it's not as bad as the Twins or CU guys. I get, That's true. That is true. There is there is worse. I want to clarify. I'm not saying it's the, like I'm sitting here and I'm the most, you know, I'm the, a long-suffering fan, but it's seven years and you haven't – you're the Yankees and you haven't caught up to the Astros. Like, that's embarrassing. That's – you know, this is an embarrassing series. And, the, and, you know, the only way for the Yankees to be able to recover from this is not only to just – it starts with going out and having a fucking crazy offseason. That's what they have to do. If they don't go, like, I don't – drunken spend and, and go out and – load this lineup up load this team up with ridiculous talent going into next year everyone's going to rightfully write them off if the Yankees go on and win the division I wouldn't be stunned you know I would not be stunned but are we going to sit here and say that the Yankees have like the Blue Jays slumped for an entire first half of the season 
are the Blue Jays going to slump for an entire first half of the season again? Are they not going to try to go out and get better? What's stopping them from trying to trade for an Otani? What's stopping them from trying to go out and get better? What's stopping them from going out and trying to do all these things that the Yankees might do, right? So, you know, this was your, you won your division. You had a very, you know, smooth sailing with your division, relatively speaking, compared to a lot of other teams. And you blew that chance. You had a chance, you know, you and the Astros, no excuses, no, no, no conspiracies, nothing, no fucking, no no, cheating, no no. sign stealing, no, uh, oh, well, you know, all of our pitching staff is hurt. No, like in 17, I think you have a legitimate excuse to lose that series, right? You were worst team. You not just, not just a worst team, but they were also cheating. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And you look back at this series and you just got the, just got the shit beat out of you completely fairly they're just like and they're not even like i don't think on paper they should sweep you like they're a better team they're a better team maybe six or seven games better but not a not a four game sweep just completely demoralizing your fucking franchise it just looks and running you over yeah like and i like to to like beat down on the yankees a little bit um it's fun but that's just, you just can't let that happen. No, this was just pathetic, dude. Like, this was just sad. Like, there's like, you know, the wild card game last year was like, haha, Garrett Cole got his shit rocked. And it's like, you know, 2020, haha, you know, Yankees lost to the Rays, you know, Mike Brasso, Roldis Chapman, or like the Altuve walk off, or whatever it may be. This might, this, this might was be, like sad. Like, this is like, at least in those series and games, they had like a fighting chance. Yeah. You know, like Altuve sending the Astros to the World Series in game 2019. Six, an extra inning. That's, that's a, a close six. Game. That's a six-game series, extra innings, tie game, and he and he beat you. Yeah, you live with that. Getting swept out of the playoffs by a team that you have not been able to beat for seven years. Like, I mean, at what point do you just, this just like sad. do something about yeah, it? It's just sad, man. Like. Like, I'm like, this is just sad. It, it just is like, not sad in the way, like, who, boo, who, the Yankees? More like, this is just like, dude, this is fucking pathetic. Like, it feels like, it feels like at this point, like, m- making fun of the Yankees' playoff losses is like kicking a kid who has broken legs already. You know what I mean? Like, we've gotten to the point where we're like, just bullying the kid on the short bus. Like, this is, de- this is, this is pathetic, man. This is, I, I don't, at least we can, you know, let's let's move on to the the NLC. To the National League. Yeah, because that's a little, I mean, the Padres got kind of, they got. The their, Padres got bullied too. And. But it was by a team might, that doesn't bully them too much. You know, this might like, be the worst managerial performance in a series I've ever oh, seen yeah. in my life. Why is he pitching Harper? And I. And why is Josh Hader not in? Right. Lefty on lefty. Lefty, lefty. You paid a king's ransom to bring in Harper. Uh not Harper, Hater. Like you gave up a Sue Ruiz who's a pretty elite prospect. Um a top 50 prospect probably has elite tools, elite speed, base running, all that. Um a pretty good hit tool as well. And you're not using him in the biggest game of your season and I get that the pitch that Harper hit was painted on the outside corner. Um, there's not really much else you could ask from Suarez himself, but like that's a great pitch, what Suarez threw. Um, but you can't – he shouldn't be the one making that pitch. Like you're – you've got the probably the best reliever in baseball, if we're being honest. Even, even with the down year he had, like the semi-down year he had, I just can't. 
believe that they let that happen. The Padres blew so many games in this series. They had a lead um, in game four. Uh, yeah, obviously. six four, they, and they bring in they Sean game fucking six, Manaya. They had a game in six four, uh, a lead in game four at six four, and four nothing. Mike Clevenger, really? We're starting games with Mike Clevenger. Um, just and then Darvish kind of shoved. Uh, even in you know in game five, he didn't have his best stuff. It was really obvious that he couldn't find it. But yet he still threw you six innings, five strikeouts, two earned. Like there's not really much else you can ask from your starter. Um, shutting down an offense as good as Philadelphia with without his stuff, like it, he grinded through that start, right? Yeah. Um, and props to him for that. But the rest of this pitching staff, like, just did not show up. Darvish is the only guy on this pitching staff that really, like, at least starting wise, that actually showed up. And the craziest thing about this is, what was the big thing Preller invested in? Um, in 2020, that big crazy fucking offseason he has, where he just goes starting pitch. Yeah, you get Clevenger, stinks, stinks, terrible. You Snell awful. had a good year. Snell had a really good year. Yeah, Snell was, but he was up in like with Snell, what you expected Snell to be when you trade, you know, notable prospects for him, or when you say I have. And I still think rotation. at the end of the day, he did pretty well with that deal. With that yeah, Snell deal, he, like Patino has been great, but he's also like 22. We don't know yet. We don't. Yeah. Know yet, which, so I mean, but. But Snell had a really, really nice year this year. And then he right. pitched well in the playoffs up to that point. You know, not the best start in game two, but not, like, horrible. And they won the game. Um, They spent Manaya, a lot bro. on you, Darvish. Manaya but- fucking stunk. They traded for Manaya, and he stunk. He was t- why was he in the Why was he in the game? You're up two runs. I don't care if you need length. You figure out your bullpen tomorrow. He fucking stinks. Yeah, tie the series at yeah. two and then figure it out the next day, especially with your ace on the hill the next day. Like, even if, you know, you you have you can't use your bullpen like your top guys in game five, you have you, Darvish, on the hill. I don't understand, like, what's going on here. Um, and at, you're at a point with Darvish where, like, you, you say here, game five, 2-2. Two, two. If you can't give us length, we lose the series. It is what it is. Like, I I am confident enough in him as a starter that I say, like, if you can't win us this game or at least give us six, seven innings to save our bullpen, then we'll lose the series. And I'm happy losing the series that way rather than losing the series with Sean Manaya on the mound. And maybe that's just because I'd rather lose with, like, if I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose with a way that gives us a chance to win. Yeah, and again, what was what did they think was going to occur with Mike Clevenger starting? He got smoked. He's been getting smoked all year. His stuff has progressively gotten worse as he's tried to pitch after coming back from multiple injuries. It has not gotten better for yeah, him. Yeah, but in game four, I kind of get it. Like, who else is starting that game, really? Fucking do a bullpen game. I don't care. It, like, it be that on you that could now. go. And he obviously, Nick smoked. Martinez had a really, really good playoffs. Could have gone um, to him. Could have opened with him. And I think what? It, in the playoffs, Martinez Martinez threw 11 innings and only gave up one run. Um, you know, he he had a he had a really good like year in general once he moved to the bullpen. Like as a as a reliever, I think Martinez, I can check, but I, I'm assuming he had like a sub two ERA just based on um you know what yeah. it was as a starter. So when he permanently moved to the bullpen, this isn't like his total bullpen because he had some uh, bullpen outings uh, kind of sprinkled in as like uh, right. uh, 
after being like someone opened the game for him, but he went on a 46 inning streak with 274 ERA. Mike, but why isn't he opening the game? Why is yeah, he like, not let, starting that game? Why is Clevenger start game, starting? You know, and obviously he's a guy who you know can give you length. Like even though he's not, um, you know, a traditional bullpen or a traditional starter, maybe not. And he 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 actually is, but um. Even if he wasn't, he's given you seven innings this year. He's given you five innings, five innings, four innings, four innings. Like even if it was, you know, a few months ago, you know, he is able to do it, and he did it anyways. He gave you three innings anyways. Just he got the first nine outs of the game anyways. It was just that you gave up three runs before he even got in the game. I just yeah. think that this was horrible, horrible mismanagement by the Padres organization, and I guess it falls on Bob Melvin, but. And I'll put this on AJ Preller as well. You set yourself up so that when you made the postseason, you'd have some quote unquote star studded rotation. They are not, that's not a star. That is you Darvish. Great move. Great move. But the Cubs did pretty well in that move too. It wasn't a steal. It was not a steal. Yeah. I mean, we did, obviously the Cubs did well, but like, if you're looking at that from the Padres perspective, it's almost a perfect trade. Like, right. No, I agree. But I'm just saying they steal him. Oh yeah. Definitely not a steal. Right. But definitely like, win-win deal the, like the quintessential win-win deal they have him musgrove and the problem with snell is one you don't know how deep he can go into a game and two he has severe command issues so you don't it's tough for me to sit here and say i'm confident in him as a three starter right and but he's your two right and that's the kind of fucking which i'm fine force. with like he is he has crazy good stuff though it's snell. just the command it's every he could be the best pitcher on in the game or the or just get knocked down the first inning it's and you'll never much. you'll never know until he's on the mound. And then lastly, you know, look, we, we got on the Yankees like their four starter was nowhere near the level of any four starter the Astros had. But I would take Jamison Town over Mike Clevenger. Jamison Town can at least oh yeah, and the Phillies the over the plate. Who the fuck is the Phillies four starter? Bailey Falter. He right, got like, shelled. The, they don't even have a like, they don't have a bullpen. How the hell are they? Like I just don't understand. I understand baseball's random. It's like Bailey Falter started that game and you know he shoved. He started the game and got smoked smoked he got smoked and then, as and well. then it was connor brogdon through two in the third shutout but they and went out and they were aggressive and they kept pulling guys you know kept throwing at anyone they needed to to win that game that's not something the the, the padres are willing to do the padres put their fucking stock in sean Manaya to pitch and any give them length sean Manaya stinks he stinks He's terrible. He's not good. He may be good next year when he maybe he's rehabbing and his arm's a little better, but he fucking stinks. Your season's on the line. You know, like, dude, this Aaron Boone did the same shit. Garrett Cole's coming out the game. You bring in Lou Trevino. No disrespect to Lou Trevino, but bring in Lou Weisiga. But at least, you know what? Louis Trevino's a, Lou Trevino's at least a good pitcher. I can at least get that. Sean Manaya is fucking Yeah, like Lou Trevino. Lou Trevino is a quality reliever. Right. Manaya stinks. He's terrible. And it's like, oh, we start throwing harder. Even when he started throwing harder, he started throwing harder against the Dodgers. He started throwing harder against this team. He's, he had a velocity spike against the Dodgers. Starts throwing 92, 90, 93. What does he do? Four Get innings shelled. pitched, three home runs, eight runs. It's not like he finished the season strong either. He finished the season with a 5-2-5 ERA ever since his, his, his velocity spike. He got shelled. What are you doing in the postseason bringing him out there? He's not providing anything. And he hadn't pitched in the postseason up until that point. You, He hadn't pitched in how long in a game. What are we doing? You know what I mean? God, a two-run lead. It's you weren't If you were up 6 nothing and he comes in and he somehow just gets smoked to the point in which you're losing, 
you know what? I can't even put on the manager. Like you just tried to get him an inning and he got torched. Yeah, like, you can't like if you're if you're up five or six, I get it. Put him yeah. in there, let him go, you know. Um, and if you lose with if you lose a six-nothing lead, that is entirely Sean Manaya's fault. That you right. cannot blame you cannot blame your manager for that. And you can't However, even a six-run lead with him on the mound because you could go one, two, three batters, or even a fourth batter, he gives up a grand slam. You could pull him and you have a two-run lead. He comes in first inning of the postseason. You're down two one in the NLCS. You haven't been here in forever. You're not gonna be here next year. I'm sorry, next year it's not happening. Do you think this? Do you think that the Padres yes. are gonna get another shot? Against the Mets, against the Dodgers, and beat them twice in a row. Do you know how unlikely that is? Yeah, but they'll have Tatis next year. Like you they'll can't... have Tatis, but they're losing pitching. They're losing pitching. They're losing Who's guys. Leaving? And Drury's gone. Bell is gone. They're losing uh Martinez. They're losing guys. Martinez Who's... isn't gone. Yeah, he has a player option. He can leave. And he has like he's making like five million. I wouldn't be shocked if he left. They're currently uh, among, uh, 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 I forgot to speak. He's old though, 32. Yeah, but he could probably get more. I don't know. But my point is, this is their lineup based on this the guys is... that are currently there, like including, uh, you know, factoring everyone who's there and factoring for injuries. So it's Tatis like... won't be there opening date. Hassan Kim, Juan Soto, Manny Machado, Jake Cronenworth, Jorge Alfaro, Trent Grisham, Austin Nola, Taylor Cauley. This is what Fangraphs has for them. The rotation. Yeah, but they spent. Groom and they spent. Like... This will not be their starting. Lineup. But the Dodgers won't. That the Dodgers are gonna get better. The Mets are gonna get better. The Braves are gonna get better. The, I don't like, know if the Mets will be is, better next year. I think the Mets might be worse next maybe, year. Maybe, uh, maybe because they have you know so yeah, many you're impending right. free no, agents. You're right. But I guess my point more so is like you got to treat this like this is your shot. Like there's no tomorrow. There's no next year. There's none of that shit. And they actually it. like I think if they managed well, you win Game Four and Game Five. You just need it. You need to put yourself in the best position to win. That is why Bob Melvin is too experienced of a manager to be in this fucking position and not play to win the goddamn game. Okay. Yeah. Play like to win. I, I'm actually shocked that a guy as experienced and as like highly regarded as Bob Melvin is as a manager was the one who did this. Like if it was, you know, yeah. last year, who was it? Manager Jace Tingler. Then I'd be like, yeah. yeah, that's expected of him. But Bob Melvin is a guy who you just can't do this. And Melvin you can't let this happen. He's worked with, he's coached, he's been managing Mania for how long? Because he just came from Oakland. They both came from Oakland. So you don't know your guy well enough to be like, and oh, that might maybe. be why he's in that game. Is maybe because that it's he has like terrible. some sort of connection to him. It's but so bad. It's it's I I don't want to dog on the Padres because you know what they did some they did two things I didn't think they were gonna do beat the Mets and and beat could, the Dodgers and beat the Dodgers. That's tough, but to get through those two teams and, and then lose to this team is crushing. Although you we're saying that, that, like honestly, the Phillies at this point might might have beaten the Dodgers themselves. No, I don't disagree, but I guess my point more so is like you were also that team that was red hot. You were this isn't like you ran to you were also red hot. Yeah, you, you were, were also up, red. And you're your the red offense, hot your offense, like Soto had a bad first few games, but he showed up. People, he yeah. showed up. Machado showed up. Jury showed up. Kim showed up. Like your entire offense had good postseasons for the most part. Yeah, this just. And even if they didn't put up like great overall numbers, Cronenworth didn't have a great postseason. Neither did Kim. Now that I look at his numbers, but they they had timely hits. Um, they they got hits when it mattered, and so it really seems like they were talking about this with Bryson Stott on the broadcast. We're like Bryson Stott's overall numbers in the postseason did not look that good. However, he like he had huge hits when he when when he got his hits, they were you know you know he's a seventy WRC WRC plus his playoffs. 
but but the hits he got were you know couldn't have come at a better time man yeah he's knocking in the tying run he is the tying run he's the winning run he's knocking in the winning run he's tying the game he's um he's on base in the ninth he's on base in the eighth you know what i mean he's knocking guys in in the eighth inning like those are when his hits are coming so maybe he's you know striking out with nobody on when you're down to nothing in the third inning but and i will say this the guy that we got to talk about the guy that every team in baseball passed on a chance to sign this dude for 25 million dollars a year josh donaldson is making as much as this guy per year josh donaldson bryce harper every all 29 teams Every single one of them should be sitting down watching Bryce Harper and kicking themselves. I, I don't, nah. I, they, no, there should be. Who, who, how can anyone sit back and feel good about not signing Bryce Harper? How okay, can well, no let's one can, and no look one at it this have. way. So the Padres, just as an example, playing against them, signed Machado that same offense, oh, that's fine. That's same fine. offseason. That's fine. So, like, are you really You're bringing right. in both of them? I, I get, it's an exaggeration to say 29, but the Dodgers, like, their outfield is loaded. They got Mookie Betts that no, offseason, uh, right? No, 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 no. That was uh, the next was one. The year after. You know what? That's fine. You can, uh, I'm not 29. I won't say 29 teams. There are obviously some teams that are never going to get them the, the Rays, the Royals, whatever it may be. Yeah, Giants, like the Cleveland Guardians. Giants. Hello? They were trying to get in that market. What the fuck are we the doing? Cubs. Yankees? Cubs? What the fuck oh, are we okay. doing? Oh, okay. Well, guys? like, the Cubs are entering a rebuild at that point, too. But you know what? My point more so, look, Yankees? Hello? Lefty? Bryce Harper was on his knees. He shaved his beard when he went to Yankee Stadium. He, he said he wanted to play first base. He played center field in front of everyone. So it's like he could get as much exposure as possible with the New York Yankees. He was basically on his knees, publicly begging for Brian Cashman and Hal Steinbrenner to give him as much money as... Uh, just, just, as the Phillies did, and yes. they didn't. And they and said now, no. They said, I hope Bryce Harper wins the World Series MVP. I hope Bryce Harper hits a billion home runs in the World Series. I hope that, honestly, what, this sounds crazy. The last out of the ALCS hurt less than seeing Harper hit that go-ahead home run. Because I knew the series was over in game four. I knew it was over in game three. When Bryce Harper hits that go-ahead home run, you're just like, could have been ours. On his knees for us. On his knees. I, I bet, like, dude. I just, he's, I, Bryce Harper is just special, man. And to everyone who like, oh, when they, when he signed, oh, he's fucking overpaid. He's overrated. Shout out Dan, Dan Clark. Fuck you. All right. You sat there and told me Charlie Blackman was better than him. Go suck. You, you suck. All right. You suck. I hope you, you Relax. suck. Bryce Relax. Harper. Bryce Harper is the man. Bryce Harper is, he's just the man. I think everyone in Philly, everyone in baseball, I know people appreciate him already, but this guy is going to be a hall of famer. Right, like this guy. I hope he gets a ring. He needs a ring because Bryce Harper with a ring, Bryce Harper ho- hoisting the commissioner's trophy over his head, Bryce Harper, you know, walking into the Hall of Fame. We need all that stuff because he's Bryce Harper. He's just he's been a staple of this game. He is one of the greatest players of our generation. That dude just showed up in the postseason. He reminded everyone he's not some overpaid loser. He's not some the, ter- the stereotypical da- diva, you know, drama drama queen who goes out there and doesn't do it in the postseason. He is a freaking stud. I mean, I don't disagree with you, but you know, um, if you want to look forward, let's look at the World Series. Uh, starts on Friday. Can you hear me? Um, yeah, I can hear you. Make sure. Um, so Nola's pitching game one, which is really shocking, actually. Um, I don't know why they're gonna go with Nola game one and Wheeler game two, but is Wheeler I don't really not think it... rested. 
Wheeler pitched nope. game. No, they're both rested because they have five days of rest in between Sunday and Friday. Oh, shit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what we're doing here. Because Wheeler pitched the last game of that series Sunday. So then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's it's regular rest. Oh, wait, I think his velocity Friday. was down a little bit. Or no, it wasn't. Was it? I feel like I thought it was down him. in like the eighth inning, I think. Maybe or the seventh inning. Maybe that's why they think they want to get him another a day of rest and kind of like get because he was also coming off injury and his velocity was down all year. So maybe that might be why. I don't know. That feels like a it's also Nola versus Wheeler. Those are two studs. like they're very I'll, similar pitchers, yeah. but Wheeler has been absolutely killing it this postseason. Yeah, he's ridiculous. 178 ERA, he is a stud. And um remember he's another guy. Like the Phillies just hit on all their free agents. Like he was he can he's so underpaid. Um and everyone when he got paid was like, Oh, this guy's overpaid. He's not he's not worth 110 million, no way. Um, and here we are. If Zach Wheeler hit free agency right now, he'd probably get 250 million dollars. If Zach Wheeler hit free agency and and back again, if he were to hit it like back in 2019 and we could like, and we had all this data, we knew what he was going to be after he's getting, a, you know, he's getting ridiculous money. Like he's been giving the Phillies, he gave him a two, eight, two ERA and a two, eight FIP over 437 innings since signing here, 13.3 war in the postseason, as you mentioned, four playoff starts, one, seven, eight ERA, 25 and a third innings pitched stud, just a stud. And I mean, he probably deserved to win the Cy Young last year. I'll die on that hill. But um, he is an argument, and he's a ground ball specialist. He doesn't walk dudes. You get strikeouts. You know, him and Nola are going to be a formidable one too. It's going to be fun to watch Nola versus Verlander and watch Wheeler versus Valdez. It's going to be really good pitching. Those are going to be great, great yeah. games. Those are as especially with the way that these offenses are like, like even though the Astros obviously have more star power on offense, like they're they're a more loaded lineup. The Phillies are pretty close. Um, with with like, and I know they're not as good of a team. Obviously, their bullpen stinks. Um, I don't know how they they got this far. They have no bullpen. They have literally zero bullpen. But um, I guess it doesn't matter when Dominguez and Alvarado have been so good, and then you know Wheeler, Nola, and Suarez have given you great starts. Um, Syndergaard has been good out of the bullpen. Eflin's been out of the bullpen pretty good. Like they're just moving all their starters to the bullpen, and they've been pitching well, which is not completely sustainable, but. Noah Syndergaard has a one six nine ERA somehow, but it doesn't matter. Baseball. So Um, I mean, I feel like the Astros probably win this series. They're the better team, but they struggle with NL East teams in the World Series. You know, if we want to look at trends, I feel like like here's like I know (laughs) I know the Ashes are better, and I'm gonna pick them to win the series. But I also am not gonna be stunned if the Phillies win in six games. Now, if they go down like 2-0 or 3-0, then, you know, that's all she The Astros might sweep them. I wouldn't be shocked if the Astros sweep them or the Phillies win in seven. But, like, I would be really, really surprised if the Phillies sweep the Astros. I feel, yeah, I, I, it's just the way I'm looking at this, like, we all know the Astros are the better team. But I feel like the vibes are like everyone kind of pencils the Phillies as the World Series champions. Like, I don't know how to put it. Like, I feel like everyone well, in I the feel back like of their head. They're the like, they're, like the, they're America's team right now. The vibes are there. Like, I, I don't want to be... Oh, yeah, like, the vibes are definitely they're there. totally there. Dude, Philly? Philly is rocking. Philly is... Dude, Philly's electric right now. I, I don't... That town, that city, man, that, that Citizens Bank, bro, that is unbelievable playoff baseball. It's better than... Oh, I than- mean, like, it is, it is top-tier playoff environment is Philadelphia. And that's in any sport. The 76ers, the, the Eagles, um, 
the Flyers, like they they are crazy sports. They're a sports city. city, yeah, no, but they're like I'm in comparison to like even other playoff environments. I felt like Yankee Stadium was kind of was kind of like missing that, like you know that. Well, like Yankee crazy. Stadium was also like they didn't get to Yankee Stadium until Game Three, and they got fucking rocked. Yeah, but like what 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 other like even the dot like the Padres was pretty electric too. Petco was oh pretty, yeah, Petco San Diego was, was electric. Petco was rocking, but like Philly, and man, so was just, so was uh, Minute Maid. Yeah, but Minute Maid, no Minute Maid. To, to fucking train that train is like ptsd the second i hear that <laughs> one man bro i'm like it's like a fucking dude it, i honestly bad. think and i can't believe i'm saying this but yankee stadium had by far the worst environment out of any of the cs teams yeah oh see so yeah, i was gonna say ds like maybe the i was like because i was gonna say on all playoffs i feel like city field wasn't rocking like that i feel like new york new york just wasn't doing it this year new yeah york they just didn't show up like the mariners dude i feel so bad for them they <laughs> had watching... one they had one playoff game the entire like now like they had one home playoff game. That that place was going fucking nuts. And they lost. And they didn't yeah. score a single run. And they played they 18 scored, innings. They scored zero runs at the home. The motherfuckers were there for six hours. Six hours. And that at the end of the game, they were still rocking in the 17th inning. Yeah, I would, dude. I want to see Minute Maid in Philly is going to be great. Like, I need the Fox to, I need Fox to not dumb down any of the audio because TBS does this. Fox, they don't do it as much. Let me hear the crowd. Joe Davis, let me hear. The I don't like Joe crowd. Davis. I, I'm okay. I like him. I miss Joe Buck, though. I, I used to be not a Buck guy. I miss Joe Buck. Joe yeah, Buck is better. Like, he's just a World Series voice, I feel like. Yeah. Joe Davis, I feel like, like the, the, the Harper's home run, I thought was a good one with Harper, like with the, with the swing of his life. I thought that was a pretty cool call. But some of, some of them is just like, they're just it's not. A, it's so corny. Like, everything Yeah, is... I feel like it's corny. I feel like he's very much like, Buck is just, Buck lets. I like the back at the wall. It's just so yeah. legendary. It's like iconic. Back at the wall. Bro, it's just, you know. Well, and then there's and then there's the Astros call. The, uh, Jose Altuve sent the yeah. Astros World Series. Like, that's that's like, iconic. And he can do stuff like that even even when he strays away from the back of the wall. I don't even know. like the, dude, Um, in being like a, a baseball fan, like everyone knows the feeling of like your team's pitching and you hear a back at the wall and you're like, oh, fuck. Or like you're hitting and you're back at the wall. You're like, oh, shit. It's like when Mike Breen does his bang. Like when it's with your team, you're going nuts. When it's against your team, you feel like you just got shot in the chest with a shotgun. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like the thing about Joe Davis is I feel like he just talks too much. Yeah, I feel like he's I feel like he tries to I feel like he tries to have an iconic call every time. When you just sometimes like Buck does this very well. Sometimes just let the crowd make the like he did this with the Aaron Hicks home run. When Hicks hit that home run, Yankee Steam was fucking rocking and he just let they just and then even the Altuve one, when Altuve hit the home run, he says, Altuve is just at the Astros of the World Series. And that's it. And then he the shut crowd. up. Just the crowd. No talking. It's For perfect. like two minutes. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'd let it be perfect. Like, there's something about Joe Buck doing the World Series that just seems so right. Because he's been yeah. doing it for so long, like 25 years. And then now he's, I mean, obviously just, like, he only does one game a week now. Like, and he's getting paid a shitload of money. Like, good for him, but. Yeah, but um, this this should be fun. Don't dumb down the Joe Davis. If you're listening, just let me hear some a little bit of the crowd. Don't dumb down the the audio, Fox. Let me hear Minute Maid in Philadelphia. Both of those Philadelphia places. will be rocking, Yo, in game places, three. especially if you go in night, there one one. Like you go bro. up there up two zero or tied one one, it'll be fucking crazy. The, imagine Hoskins hits another home run like that one he hit against the Brewers. We just with the spike. Yo. I, I don't even I, I do not like the Philadelphia Phillies. I, I hate been it on this but I've been on this podcast like shitting on them in the past. This is another thing. This is the second year in a row, an NLE's team that just would eviscerate randomly. Go
goes on to win the World Series. They used to be the Braves for me last year. I'm well, not going to talk about it in the World Series. Yeah, so I'm not going to talk about it. And like next year, Miami Marlins, like you're not getting any shit. Mets, <laughs> Mets, Mets? Mets are a great, well-run team. The Marlins, the Nationals are doing great things with their. I'm not. I'm just going to shut up about the NL East. I'm not going to talk about them anymore because they just they they make me look stupid. Hey, the like, NL East runs the NL. The NL East, they do. And the the Dodgers the are NL... actually chokers. The Dodgers are actually so bitch made, bro. The How Dodgers do you are actually four? fucking frauds. So the Padres, bro. Like, okay, the Braves and the Phillies. I'll say this: the Phillies have Bryce Harper. They have those guys. Soto didn't kill you. You got killed by Machado. Like, killed them though. Yeah, but like, how do I put this? You're the, you were up third. You won your division by like 30 games. You beat the shit. Like the Phillies and Braves were like very close in the regular season from like head to head, from what I remember. The, the Padres got their shit beat by the Dodgers every single game for 19 games. They won five out of 19 games and you lose in four. Like, come on, bro. I thought the series was over in game two when the Dodgers took a lead. My bad. I'm sorry. The Dodgers are just bitch made. Like the Dodgers, like fuck, bro. Like they're a great organization. They do so much so well, but good lord, this can't keep happening to them. I just, dude. At least they have a World Series to look back on. But even then, sixty game series season, like people are gonna obviously call that ring some. I don't believe it's Mickey Mouse, but they're gonna call it Mickey Mouse. Like fuck, bro. Being a Dodgers fan's gotta be like hell. Like it's it's probably hell. It's probably like it's probably hell. I mean, I'm a Yankee fan. I know what it's like going to the playoffs every year and losing. It sucks sometimes, but at least I don't have like, you know, I. I don't know. But they won it all and you never did. Yeah, you know what? That is true. I, if I we, I would do anything. But their, their ring is Mickey Mouse. That's, That's what I'm count. saying. Like people, like you can't even claim that because some people don't validate it. Like if the Yankees win a World Series, it's 162 game season. You know, like no one can take that away from me. Nothing people can do can take that away from me. You know what I mean? Nothing. Phillies, by the way, if they win the World Series, they could be ass for the next seven years. You can't take away that World Series. You cannot do that, right? So... Phillies, you know, and if the Astros win it all, like, shit, we're going to have a conversation about, you know, like, all-time impact of the Astros. Oh, yeah. I mean, how where do they rank if they win it all as far as all-time dynasty goes? Dynasties I mean, I don't go. know about – I don't think they'll rank, like, in the top two or three, but we'll look at them as, like, damn. Like, they've reached a point where, like, if you pick them well, not here's to win the other thing. you're an idiot. You know, you talk about like the, the the dynasties, like what the 1920s Yankees, 1970s Reds, like, teams like the that. 90s Yankees, 80s, the 90s Yankees, the 90s Braves. Um, 90s Braves only won one ring though. So. They they can some you see they're trying to pull away from being the 90s Braves. I think they're trying to well, that's what they're trying to separate themselves from. And if they can do that, they're in their kind of and it's modern baseball. We can make the argument of not as much parody. You know, you can mention you know they won after the cheating scandal. A World Series for the Astros does two things. One, were your excuses now with the cheating scandal? You could say maybe the Dodgers win the World Series if they weren't cheating. You could say that. You could definitely say that. But you, what well, you can't then, say now like, is what, what about the say? Giants? Like the the eleven to fifteen or whatever. The, the Giants. They, they're they're a dynasty, series. right? They're a dynasty. They won three. Or five I mean, you years. have to count them. They won Absolutely. three World Series. Um, but I guess, I guess what I'm getting at here is like the Astros have a chance to put 17 away forever. I feel like being the Yankees put 17 away for Yankee fans. Like Yankees fans cannot talk about 2017. Yeah, you but like, I feel it, like if you're Houston, if you win it all this year, it kind of validates 17 in a way. It puts it away. It puts 17, the, the stigma around it, away forever. Like that's what you don't need to, that doesn't matter anymore. No one's going to talk about it. Or if they no, are, people will talk gonna, about yeah, it. Yeah, but they're going to look stupid talking about it. Like, how do I put this? You can go on first take, two months ago and say the Astros are cheating losers and you're going to get blasted by Astros fans, but you're going to not get like destroyed for it. 
you go out now and you say Astros are cheating losers and they've won a World Series, you look like a, you just look like a bitch. You know what I mean? Now you look like a bitch. The Astros answered every call. This is the last call they have to answer. Win the World Series and you get well, to Well, and that's the other thing. Everybody. They might have to win this one. And they're not done. They might no, win they're the next not. three. They're just... Like, I'm just thinking from a fan perspective. Then you're right. done, like, having... Like, like, you don't have to worry about it anymore. Like, we're looking at the Yankees right now. The Yankees might... The Yankees are going to be significantly worse next year, I think. I don't know about significantly worse, just because of their prospects. Like, they can... Pro- they'll probably have a yeah, better... Yeah, but Judge is gone, I think. I don't know about that. I don't I don't know about... Jeff Passan is pretty confident the Yankees bring back Judge. Michael K is pretty confident the Yankees bring back Judge. A lot of sources are pretty confident the Yankees bring back Judge. Giant. He... I'd be, sh- I just, I feel like I'd be shocked the Giants like pulled it off. You know what I mean? Not like shocked and like a damn, like I didn't see this coming, but like, I feel like it's like 50% he's back with the Yankees and like 35% he's a Dodger and like what, 15% he's and, uh, 35% he's a Giant and like 15% he's a Dodger. That's where I kind of like do the math in my head. Um, yeah, 15% maybe. he's a Met. I'll put like Met. Sure. I don't really, don't I don't really know, care. but either way, that's not really the point. Like the Astros, like, as far insane. as dynasties go, you win this one, you're up there top five. Oh, yeah. And they're going to be at this point. If you try to pick anyone else to win the American League, like next year, I guarantee you the deep drive pod, all four of us are picking the Astros. I'm a hundred. There's going to have to be like 50 Tommy John surgeries, 30 Achilles tears in order for me to not pick them like to win it all. Not not to win to win the American League at least. I think all four of us will pick them to win the American League next year. All four of us, guaranteed. Oh, probably. Or we would say that's the right choice. Maybe one of us won't pick them because we want to be you know different. But all four of us will say the Astros are the best team in the American League next year. I don't even have to wait for the offseason. I don't have to wait for anything to happen. It's theirs until a team shows they can beat them consistently in the postseason. It is theirs until that point. It is their league until that point. The American League is the Astros until that point. That's until they lose. Exactly. Right? And you can say, Which well, is... you were 2020. They 2020, it took Altuve turning into a fucking pumpkin at second base for them to lose in seven games. And in 2018, they ran into a remarkable Red Sox team. That it takes a 108 team win team and a 60 game season to beat the Astros in the American League. Right. So it's been, you know, you it, it's someone else in the American League's got to show that they can do it. Mariners, are you guys gonna do it? No one, don't even bring up the Central. Not listening to anyone in the Central. Maybe the Garden, not listening to anyone in the Central. Yankees, Blue Jays, one of those, they, someone's got to step up because at this point, yeah, it's the Astros American League and they're going to win the American League every year until someone steps the fuck up. All right. I think we can wrap it up here. Um, thank you guys for listening and we'll see you in episode 75. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.